Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, addressing the Lord Jesus, of course, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Having been the, been the Lord's disciples and followers now for a number of years, those twelve men had the opportunity to hear day by day the teaching of Christ. They had the privilege of hearing the greatest of all preachers as those who heard him testified never man spake like this man and those disciples had the opportunity of listening to the preaching and the teaching ministry of Christ day by day and from time to time the Lord would challenge them with questions regarding his ministry and the answers revealed at times what they had learned what they had learned from the teaching of Christ and here the Lord challenges his disciples with a number of questions you notice in the portion before us the number of question marks there are look at verse 8 you just look at the end of the verse there's a question mark the end of verse 9 question mark the end of verse 10 question mark <coughs> the end of verse 11 question mark the end of verse 13 a question mark <coughs> end of verse 15 another question mark and so the Lord challenged his disciples no less than six times with questions in the first set of questions the Lord challenged them with regard to what he had said about bread verses 6 to 7 and 8 there's the first question then followed by another three about the same subject 9, 10 and 11 then when he went with his disciples into the coast of Caesarea Philippi he had another question for them it was not a question about bread which he had been dealing with but what they believed what they believed about the one who is the bread of life verse 13 for there in verse 13 when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples saying 
whom do men say that I the son of man am what's the opinion of others about your master what do they say about me that question would be a test of course as to what they had learned from the teaching of Christ that is what he had said about himself it's almost three years now that they listened to the teaching of the Lord Jesus what did they learn what had they learned about the Lord and here we see verse 15 he followed up one question with another on the same subject verse 15 he saith unto them but whom say ye that I am he asked the question what do others say what have you been told by others who I am the Lord said and then he makes it a lot more personal but whom say ye that I am Peter gave an answer boy what an answer verse 16 Simon Peter answered and said thou art the Christ the son of the living God here was Peter's confession of faith and no greater confession of faith ever came from the lips of a man than the words that came and the confession that came from the lips of Simon Peter and you look at Peter and what he said and I thought to myself as I studied this portion Peter I'll stand with you Peter I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you as you make this confession of faith thou art the Christ the son of the living God because that's what I believe thou art the Christ the son of the living God I could say that's my confession of faith and Peter I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you so let us take a look at this interview the Lord had with his disciples first of all we notice here the challenge as we have noted in recent weeks as we sought the minister of the word wherever the Lord went multitudes followed him he preached to multitudes they pressed upon him they drew near to him wanting to hear his ministry or his preaching but when you look at this portion of scripture we have read there were no multitudes no there were no multitudes on this occasion because first of all we see this meeting when the disciples when the Lord challenged his disciples it was a private meeting that's right 
it was a private meeting it wasn't a public meeting but here we have the Lord with his disciples alone no one else was there so it was a private meeting and the Lord of course had brought the disciples together to be with him and this teaches us the labor this shows us that the Lord wants his people to get alone with him there are of course times we are unable to do that but we must as the Lord is teaching us here we must get alone with God at times the disciples have been going with their master wherever he went following him ministry and of course again they were surrounded by the multitude that had come to hear Christ preach but here the Lord wanted them to come apart away from the multitudes and even from their ministry and get alone with him wasn't the first time the Lord wanted that look at chapter 17 of Matthew verse 1 and after six days Jesus taketh Peter and James and John his brother and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart apart it was alone with them Matthew 20 verse 17 and Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the twelve disciples apart out of the camp apart in the way and said unto them behold we go up to Jerusalem and the son of man shall be betrayed and unto the chief priests and unto the scribes and they shall condemn him to death but he brought them apart go to Mark <coughs> Mark's gospel chapter 6 verse 31 again they have been surrounded by multitudes now in verse 31 Mark 6 and he saith unto them come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while for there were many coming and going and they had no <coughs> leisure so much as to eat sometimes we find ourselves in the same position coming and going busy things to do things that we must attend to but here the Lord said come ye apart come apart and rest a while and how does they rest spend time with the Lord they spent time with the Lord. The question is, how often do we come apart? How often do we have, as it were, this private meeting with the Saviour? 
How often do we get alone with the Lord? You notice something in those references that we gave where the Lord brought the disciples apart. While those disciples were with the Lord, he taught them something. They learned. It wasn't a matter of being with the Lord and just as it were wasting time not doing anything or or learning anything. No. Well, they learned. They learned while they were alone with the Lord. We want to know anything about the Lord apart from sitting under the preaching and the study. We need to get alone with God. Spend time with Him. You want to know more about your Saviour want to know more about Christ you need to come apart get alone with him regarding this challenge whom do men say that I am the Lord not only put this question to the disciples in private but it also involved people who do men say that I am who do men say that I the son of man am I find that very interesting what the Lord said there and it's certainly very encouraging how do men say I the son of man am the son of man being the son of man you know what that tells me tells me he's able to identify with us he's the son of man when we shed tears the Lord understands he's the son of man and he shed tears he didn't he weep over Jerusalem so believer when you weep the Lord understands when you have trials the Lord understands he has his trials The Lord understands when we suffer. You may have a sickness or something causes you uh, pain. The Lord understands. He's the Son of Man. Isn't it good to know that? Isn't it good to know that our Savior is the Son of Man? When you're weary, and sometimes you feel you just can't go on. The Lord understands. 
because he was the same remember he had been ministering all day and the Lord told the disciples to get in their ship and go over to the other side and we are told he took him even as he was they took him the disciples took Christ even as he was Christ was exhausted he was tired and they took him even as he was in other words they helped him into the ship he was so tired and you recall when the storm arose in Galilee where was the Lord he was asleep because he was tired and believe her when you're tired and weary and sometimes feel you just can't go off the Lord understands because he's the son of man bless his name he is the son of man but the Lord said whom do men men say that I the son of man am they wanted to know the Lord wanted to know from the disciples not as if he didn't know but he challenged the disciples here what do others say about me the Lord wanted to know from the lips of the disciples did anybody recognize him as God did anybody acknowledge him as God did anybody declare him to be God he's the son of man did anybody say he was the son of God or God the son well the Lord or the disciples answered him verse 14 then were there brought oh sorry verse 14 and they said some say that thou art John the Baptist some Elias and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets now everyone that's mentioned there was a great man nobody could argue with that John the Baptist Elijah Jeremiah the weeping prophet or one of the other prophets the disciples said some said thou art John the Baptist remember old Herod thought John the Baptist had risen from the dead when he saw Christ conscience was troubling him but this was the opinion as it were of the general public and from the reply given to the Lord by the disciples nobody believed that Christ was God no 
Nobody spoke about his deity. And you know something? Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed regarding man's opinion of the Lord Jesus today. A man will say, well, it, it was a good man. He was a good man. He did. He went about doing good That's about as far as it goes. Go ahead. Next time a Jehovah Witness comes to your door, ask them, What think ye of Christ? That's what they'll tell you. They'll not say he's God. Oh no. They deny the deity of Christ. Mormons are the same. They'll deny the deity of Christ. And the ministers in apostate Protestant churches will deny the deity of Christ. I'll give you an example. My wife and I lived in the town called Tandrigate. There's a big, big Anglican church at the top of the town. That's where we attended before we were saved. The minister there was an archdeacon. Oh, a big high-ranking individual in the, in the church. He denied the miracles of Christ. He denied the work of creation. He didn't for one moment believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus. When my wife's aunt, who lived just across the road from the church, got saved in a free Presbyterian church, you know what this old reprobate said? She needs her head examined. His mental. That's what that's what he said. No, he didn't believe in the deity of Christ. And in every apostate Protestant church, that's what they'll find. The best that they will say, and the best that they can do, they will say, Well, he was a good man. He, he, he sent us a good example. That's it. And he died as a martyr. Of course he didn't. Did the Lord say, No man shall take thy life from me. I lay it down of myself. He let it down. But here the disciples reported to the Lord what men said about him. All good godly men, yes. It was like that time <coughs> Solomon's name came up in the Lord's ministry. 
people, of course, regarded Solomon as a great man. You know what the Lord said? A greater than Solomon is here, speaking about himself. A greater than Solomon is here. And you look at what the disciples said in that verse 14. We can say a greater than John the Baptist is here. A greater than Elijah is here. A greater than Jeremiah is here. A greater than any one of the prophets is here. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, he's the Son of Man. He's the Son of God. Is God the Son. And when they said the Lord was one of the prophets, that was the best they could do. But sure, don't you and I know Christ? He's the prophet. He's the priest. And he's the king. The king. Not a king. He's the king. The king of glory. Regarding this challenge, we noted that the challenge was private when the Lord was with the disciples. We noticed that it involved people. But now we see that it was pointed. But whom say ye that I am? The Lord had first of all said, Whom do men say I the Son of Man am? But whom, but whom say ye that I am? Speaking to those twelve disciples. Notice, he saith unto them. Is addressing all twelve. He said unto them. The Lord now looks at his disciples and challenges them. But who say ye that I am? They had been listening to his ministry. They had heard his teaching and sat under his teaching and preaching. So what had they learned about him? Did they know anything more about him than as it were the man on the street as the disciples had given their response when the Lord said whom do men say that I the son of man am oh some say you're John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets now the Lord says who do you say I am That was a challenging question. As I say, it's challenging because they had been under the teaching, preaching ministry of Christ for a number of years, every day, every day. Had they learned anything? You turn over to John chapter 14. 
John 14, you see, certainly one of the disciples anyway hadn't been listening to what the Lord said. Hadn't taken in his teaching. John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Verse 8. Peter saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth that. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Boy, that was some rebuke, wasn't it? Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Have you not taken anything in? Have you not been listening? Have you not been receiving my teaching? Have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me? No, the Lord was not talking there about Philip knowing facts about Christ. No. Have I been so long time with you, Philip, and hast thou not known me? He's referring there to having a deep knowledge of Christ, an intimate knowledge of the Lord. Hast thou not known me? Philip, do you not really know me? You can say things about me. But have you not really known me? You ever met someone? A true Christian. And you say it after you've had a word with them or a conversation with him. You say, well, there, there's a man who knows God. There's a man or a woman who knows the Lord. And they know him intimately. But there was Philip, hast thou not known me? After all these years, now the Lord challenges the disciples here. But whom say ye that I am? And I remember he spoke to each one of them. He said unto them, Hast <coughs> thou not known me, Philip? I wonder what the disciples were going to, how they were going to respond to this challenge. But whom say ye that I am? Think of it. 
the Lord would soon not many days hence the Lord would say to those disciples go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and here the Lord wanted to make sure that they knew the truth about Christ before they would go forth and preach the gospel they needed to know for sure who the Lord Jesus was and who he is like the students in our in our ministry who come in to our ministry I spent four years in the theological hall and I can tell you you're well examined there by the lecturers as to what you know and what you know about Christ you don't want to be going right into the world to preach the gospel and not preaching the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth you don't want to be going out or being sent out and preaching the Christ of your own imagination you want to preach the Christ of this book and what the God's word says about him and so here the Lord wants to know but from these disciples if you're going out to preach the gospel and to go into all the world to preach the gospel then can I ask you who say ye that I am what do you say about me I'm not only the son of man but can you tell me anything more than that can you say I'm the son of God or God the son so as we go out into the world and are challenged at times about what we believe about Christ can we confidently declare and prove it prove it Christ is God can we prove the deity of Christ How long have you been a Christian? How many years? And after those years of being a child of God, can you prove the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ? So the Lord was saying here to these disciples you're going to be going out into the world to preach the gospel and you'll be challenged time and time and time again about the deity of the Lord Jesus you need to be able to give the right answer I believe thou art God this time. 
Now that's the end of the introduction and the first point. <laughs> but much more to say, as what I said, is, is full of teaching this, these few verses. But of course, Church of Rome look upon this particular portion of scripture as evidence that Peter is the head of the church that the church is built on Peter because the Lord said Jesus said answered and said unto blessed art thou Simon or Jonah Simon or the son of Jonah for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee but my Father which is in heaven and I say unto you thou art Peter <coughs> upon this rock I will build my church and Rome says there you are there you are the Lord said he's going to build his church on Peter didn't say that at all we'll say that tonight may the Lord bless us message this morning pray the Lord will help us to preach the remaining portion this evening let's bow and pray oh dear Lord we rejoice that we're a people who believe with all of our heart the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ we believe he is God we believe the Bible we believe the word tells us Christ is God he's the God man two distinct natures in one person God forever Lord write <coughs> this word upon our hearts and may we indeed look to those times when we have a private meeting with the Saviour and have him teach us and speak to us from his words dear Lord be with us now as we Leave the Lord's house. Make our way home. Give us traveling mercy. Bring us, Lord, to our homes and safety, especially those who perhaps a little further to go. And bring us back tonight to learn more, to learn more about our Savior. I may the grace the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be our abiding portion now and forevermore. Amen.